July 30th, 2008. It's a Watt from Pedro show.
Watt from Pedro Show. Um, started out there with uh, John Coltrane, big surprise, and Interplay off the box set, Interplay. A lot of stuff he did with Prestige before he set on his own in his side mouse in the learning situation. Um, then we heard Don't You, which is a rough demo from Al May. Now, I was just sent this and told to play it on the show, but I'm supposed to come up with bass. <laughs> so there's no bass on it. No bass on it. Didn't you hear it? Yeah. I just walked in. <laughs> I that's felt, I that's felt Mr. Tom Watson. We have some guests Welcome. on the hey. show today. That's Mr. Tom Watson, yeah. guitar yes. player for Missing Man. Raul Morales, drummer for Missing Man. Tiff. Hello. Karaoke singer. (laughs) What did you do? Go-Go's. What were you singing? Karaoke. Yeah, but... What was I singing? The Go-Go's? No, I can't sing like Morrissey. Cure? No. No, girl songs. Like, I mean, no, if I... Okay, believe me, I wish I had the voice of Chris Cornell because you don't know how bad I want to Christina. sing Christina. Soundgarden. The guard. The garden. I, I want to have a voice like Chris Cornell. And of course, we got Brother Matt yeah. here. And we are at the Love Grotto on the Pleasure Point, somewhere west of the Rockies, north of the equator. Uh... One day after earthquake. That was the shaker yesterday. 2008. 5.8. Uh, did you feel it, Brother Matt? Yeah. Yeah, I was in old wooden barracks. Felt it good. Okay. Did you I, feel it? I was old? in the three-story house. It swayed for like three minutes in the after. <laughs> yeah. On 15th Street. It swayed. It was like a beam in the water. <laughs> I was in the... Uh, the pr- permanent collection at the bottom of MOCA, the Museum of Contemporary Art, yeah. completely Downtown. cement, no windows. Yeah. But and, and I saw the, the, the cement walls swaying. But it turns out afterwards, it, the whole building is on rollers, so it's it was actually supposed to Tokyo do that. Style. It worked. Yeah, I that's survived. what they do over there. Yeah. Tiff? I, um, I did feel the earthquake, but I didn't know that it was an earthquake. I was sitting in the back of a flatbed truck or on the back of a flatbed truck and I thought somebody got in the truck and was like I was at a job site at like construction site and I thought someone was you know goofing around in the truck (laughs) you know I was uh, just finishing paddle later so I was at sea no no tsunami took me (laughs) so it wasn't that powerful where was north of Santa Ana or something Chico Chico Hills Chico Hills 5.8. 5.8. Where we're all going to get track homes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> My mom was talking to me about that. Michael White, you know there's Morricano there. I said, yeah, yeah no The shit. price just went <laughs> down. <laughs> I think they've got some vacancies. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do some hell ride and some smog swim. Forget about kayak. Uh, anyway, yeah, I'm going to... I just got home a couple days ago. I was in Finland and France. Three gigs in 16 days. It was very tough. Man. Hardcore. (laughs) Slowing down. (laughs) Take it easy, man. Easy boy. You gonna start phoning me? No, someone's just texting me. (laughs) But anyway, uh, played 81 minutes and 
Senayoki Finland. It was uh, near the west coast, maybe an hour inland. I stayed in the town of Vasa right on the coast. In fact, it was a little island maybe with the click of a causeway. This is about 0.65 mile click. In this like kind of family Wally World thing <laughs> called Trop- Tropiclandia. <laughs> a lot of little uh, Kodomos yeah. <laughs> running all around. Like Tomorrowland. No, it's like uh, like tropic land. Was no, it's like a tail, and then there's some, but there's water there and stuff. But yeah, there's some beach. Yeah. Is it a some deal? volleyball? Yeah, a family. You yeah, like like Camber Sands. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe like something Pontins. like that. That was more working class. Yeah, and but this was in Bouge. They put on like this three-hour play. You know, they all dressed up. <laughs> now the Finnish language is a trip. I think the closest thing it is to is Hungarian and yeah. Estonian. So there's no uh, cognates. You know, like with the Scandinavian, there's going to be some Germanic. Mm-hmm. And English has got some Germanic. With the Latin languages, Romance language. Yes. We're going to recognize some cognate because we use them in English too. But the Finnish, none, man. Like nope. no, no roots. <laughs> Not in the gravity. Yeah, so these, these, oh, the this thirty-letter thing with the half eyes—it's <laughs> 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 so trippy. It is so trippy. Uh, they're beautiful people. It's uh, they're Scandinavian, but they have you know differences. I guess Russia and Sweden traded them back and forth a long time. Yeah, they had they a, got their they, own. And, and plus, you know, they call it Somi. They don't call it Finland. But that's why you go and. Play gigs in these different lands. What, what time did the sun go down over there? Uh, maybe ten. If this because this isn't so north up. Mm. It's like maybe a west by northwest of Helsinki, and Helsinki's the most southern. Finland. It's right on the coast, like I said. And this, this thing between Sweden and Finland is called the Gulf of Bothnia. Bothnia. Yeah, I asked if it was by Serbia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did Thackeray live there? I think <laughs> Thackeray Thor. Thor, Thor was there. That's where Thor's from. Thor. Actually, they say Tor. You don't say the yeah, H. They don't have the H over there. Yeah. But, and why'd you put it there? No, actually, they don't put it there. Did somehow see, it got anglicized. Right. Did, did you see any uh, fjords while you were there? Big time. I mean, that's the whole coast yeah. of all those Scandi places. The two gigs before were um, French gigs. We're well, in we, France. Yeah, went in Bordeaux region. Nice. About 20 miles north in a golf resort called, uh, by a little town called Margot. And I actually pedaled 20 miles to Bordeaux because the mm. camera failed on me. And it also was going mm. out of my mind. Yeah. yeah. More, more. Yeah, more, more so. so. <laughs> <laughs> was, did you try any of the wines? You know, just for experiment, I went into the one little market, Proxy, yeah. in, in Margot, and there was a two-euro bottle and a three-euro bottle, and I was thinking, yeah. you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, just because it says Bordeaux on the label, I wonder yeah. if you could be this Econo and still have a kid yeah. in your butt, and 
No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was kind of weird. But what do I know about wine? I'm I've going, had some good ones. Do you know where Toulouse is in France? Yeah, that's, yeah. I'm going there in September. That's with, a little. That's more east of this. Because I've but never still been to Aquitaine. that. Still Aquitaine. That's the heart of the Cathar. The Cathar. Cathar is where people. That's the first crusade was launched against ah, for them yes. being dualist and Manichaean. Yeah, I'm sure heresy. Yeah. Burgessian crusade, St. Dominic, I think, yeah. headed it, and they, uh, these people would not surrender and uh, martyrdom. There's a great uh, monument yeah. to the Cathars that is the big stones with chain on it, artistically done, and you can right. see the sea. Uh, mm-hmm. South of there is a carcass. It's like a castle, like from. How far south? I was just. You know, like the the dream version of a castle. Yeah. It's right on the on the shore of the Mediterranean and close to Spain, but it's not too far from where you are. Car- God, why can't I think of it? Car- Carcassonne. It's a very famous castle. Uh, that whole region there you like if you go explore yeah. around. This was more west. This is uh, yeah. Bordeaux, but it's the wine country, and it's got the. Uh, Carrere, the big, I think only second to the Seine River, huge ass river. Uh, went alongside that, and uh, Bordeaux itself pretty old and uh, kind of rough. Uh, not not rough like a meanness, but like uh, not Crude. all modernized yeah, and cement. Like Spain, a little bit closer to Spain. Yeah, all, all kind of. Not a lot of money's been put yeah, there. They put rural. some money on the on the riverfront, but uh, the heart of it is still pretty. Old and a lot of tiny streets, and, and I went there without a map. That's why I hugged. And you know, I went through the Lake Bordeaux, and there was yaks, but none for rent. It was a bunch oh. of little kids and adults. <laughs> mm-hmm. But man, if I could have been pedaling and, and paddling, yeah. cool. Were you and doing like the Tour de France, <laughs> the little, uh, the, the route, the mountain? No, thing? it didn't go through where we were, but yeah. it's it's near there. We drove through when I when we yeah. went from Raoul. Remember the last uh, second man. The second street. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We went from Barcelona, actually La Roca, right outside yeah, Barcelona, right outside up to La Harve to take the ferry to England. So we went through all. In mm-hmm. fact, we went by Vichy. We went right through oh, yeah. the center. Day. Yeah. First, like, that was a bit of day drive. Well, that was 17 hours. We drove from Paris to the Genoa ferry. That was through the south. Yeah, but it yeah, was at yeah. nighttime. We didn't see much. We went along with Quarter Zero. Yeah. But this was, we had to go through France to get oh, to yeah, La Harve. Yeah. We did that too. We didn't even play in we, France. From Italy, we, we went. Yeah, we just drove through yeah. transit. Let's play some more music. If the power of my spirit is being tested, let me show something great. Although alone, the power may be small. Together, we can express something great. Quiet, but. Spirit is always with me. Just to be true, but not only true. The dream that inside will be soon to hand. Head for the life. Choose the life, not the darkness. A communication. A self touched by something gentle. Spreading wide the warmth of the ground. 
Be 
Watt from Pedro Show. Um, you just heard That's the Way by 5471. And before that was Mito Do Keri Toko Nido Ku. That's the name. Probably a computer say it better than that. <laughs> Yuki Kawana. Sorry. I'm on that side. Maybe if there were spaces in between them. <laughs> and then we had ne- Next Saturn from Bars. And before that was Solitude by Light. And Yukahanda with Parallel before that. We started off with Choose the Light by Migu. And I played fuzz bass on that. Very difficult. It was in 7-8. Yeah. And trippy co- voicings on the chords. <clears throat> And he that? had me play through a fuzz box that he handmade, Mr. Shimmy. I couldn't get the beat for the fucking life of me, so Shuko pounded it out on my back. As you're Didn't I discuss it? this with you? It was yeah. a good machine. Instead of click track, mm-hmm. you get a physical sense. Well, like I a kick drum pad. What like you those... discussed with me was the boot to the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> well, they had those <laughs> karate side <Yeah. laughs> What do they call it? They have the drum on the 16th note. <laughs> no, there's a little more, miss. I don't think ice cubes would float it, maybe. They have those drum drums that have float the, ice. the big kick pedals. Have you tried this yet? Not yet. It's all the way over there. Here. The kick drum. The, uh, you got to watch your noise. Drum stool. Drums. So like I say, crunching the fucking shit. <laughs> anyway, you know, on my 51st birthday, I'm going to play it in Tokyo. Right? I'm going to bring Nels over to make an album. Mr. Shimmy's favorite guitarist is Nels. I got your favorite guitarist later in the show. Let me tell Good. you, though, uh, continue with this uh, really uh, brutal and wearing on the body three gigs in 16 days. <laughs> In between Angolam, 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 L E M E must be a Lame part. Angolam, Angolam, Angolam. Yeah, whatever the fuck. I don't think there's a line over the E, so it's not like Lame. Anyway, we went to before we went to. Um, Finland, we did four days in Amsterdam, and I had asked Carlos about the X. I've been there a long time, and I wanted to play with the X, you know, record with them, and pop, but they went on tour. So he says, I know somebody you can record with, this lady named Lisbeth, who has a band called Sublex, and she got 40 loops together for me to just play bass. It was a reef. Uh, Reissue 57, P-Bass, like Chris Kirkwood had, the tobacco with the gold mm-hmm. a- ananized pickguard. They made them in the early 80s. C-Nac. Maple. Which is kind of, yeah, yeah, right. Kind of thin mm-hmm. this way, back to kinda front. Kind of wider, But kind of not as roundy. Yeah, right. What we say, sharp, a bigger radius. Sharper edges. Bigger radius. Yeah. It was uh, curvy. But it, it was good. It played good, and uh, I got to sit down. For and nine hours? He did have a Rivoli yeah. with flat wounds. Yeah. But it was so uneven. 
maybe live. Yeah, yeah. At the end, it was a long time, but the time flew, you know, because I had to be creative and whatever. So not saw myself <laughs> so bad. So Solex, is that from the carburetor? The Solex uh, carburetor? I didn't ask her, right. but Volkswagen's had Solexes. I know that. Yours probably did. I had them in uh, an Alfa Romeo, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they're probably German. Or uh, MG. But they had them in... Okay, okay. Uh, I don't know where the name came from, but turns out she has toured with Chibo Mato. She toured with Cornelius, so she knew both Mizuko and Mizuka. And the road boss, Eric, because he invited me over for a chow. Now, they, they had this thing called fondue, which I thought was the long the pointy with forks the oil, with the raw the meats, and you got a pot cheese. of cheese. <laughs> it was all that, but it was no cheese. It was bouillon. And this is in Holland? No they cheese? and juice. It was bouillon, boiling bouillon. He cooked it up good. It was good. And the night before, right after the recording, they, and that's where I met the road boss and his wife. They old friends. So connected. Anyway, the uh, night before, after the recording, it took me to Indonesia chow. In the rice tafel with the little, yep, little bowls of things. Saute. Very slow cook, kind of Thai, mm-hmm. some peanut taste. You just get so much, so many choices to work from. Yeah, it's happening. Sambal. Very happy. Yeah, sambal. I said, bring it on. It's hot. Yeah, chili. it's pretty hot stuff. Yeah. That's maybe. Well, no, if you get the good ones, do it out. I'm telling you, you get a hot one. I got tolerance. So I forgot about the first gig. The first gig was actually in Rouen, and it was a festival for tall ships. Tall ships are coming oh, yeah, to Pedro yeah. right yeah, on yeah, the Yeah, no, it's the fifth. Yeah, but we're going to be doing warp tour gigs. I know the tall ships were going to Finland also because. Someone, really? Yeah, because someone I know in Finland told me about it. Him That's and his a kid, big they ass tour. Go. Well, maybe there's different tours of tall ships because I, I think these maybe ones in Rouen, France, weren't the ones coming to Pedro. <clears throat> but they were very impressive. It'd be a crazy cruise. And uh, who'd I meet there? Uh, Peaches. I hadn't talked to her in a long time. She was DJing. Last time I saw her, a long time. her was at that ATP at UCLA. That was like right. ten, eight years ago or something. Right. Well, she played with the Stooges at the Zenith in uh, Paris. And, uh, who? Somebody else I saw. Oh, yeah. Um, Lisa, the singer for Bell Rays. They were playing, too. Yeah. And... Uh, in Holland? No, in Rowan, oh. where this tall ship, it was called ah. the Festival Armada Festival for these tall ships up the Seine. Oh. Ah, they come way up the Seine. Seine is a huge ass. That's insane. Uh, that's uh, <laughs> France, Mississippi. Yeah, yeah, I got it. And you know. And I'm rolling. <laughs> rolling on the deck. You can edit that out later. So. And uh, so that was a good gig. I Man, it was a full moon and it came up. Uh, no, that was an Anglom. Yeah. Anglom. 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 That's a silent. I think L. it is Anglom. Yeah. I think so. There's no line on that last E. It's not LeMay. Just but the moon came up there, and that was kind of heavy, too, before the gig. Or or that morning, I see Ronnie at the chow. There's free troughs on chow. Hey, Ronnie. And like maybe after I, he saw me, he got a nosebleed that would not quit. And it turns out his blood pressure like 200 points over 100 or something. Yeah, yeah. And so they had to put a plug, a cauterize, and put a plug up there and play the gig with a baseball hat. But he did the gig good. Now he's taking with the Lipitol or something. 
and getting down and God. trying to get the blood. Oh, in a way, it was a good sign because yeah. you didn't know. Pressure valve. And yeah. those pop freeze plug. <laughs> pop, you know, like water plug. heaters have those, you know. <laughs> Same thing. So that was scary. So all well wishes to Ryan. It's really smart to fucking eat chips on the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> the perfect food. Like that perfect. Great. <laughs> you see that level go. <laughs> my sister cut my mustache, so. Um, it ain't hanging over the lip. I'm learning that one where it's yeah. not over the lip, not as much chow uh, food. Can you get stuck in? The walrus thing. <laughs> the draper, the brusher, feather yeah. duster. Well, you can get all the like the plankton and you know small sea baleen. animals that way. Yeah, and the baleen so, yeah, yeah, the sea monkeys. <laughs> sea monkeys. Yeah. All right, we're at the end of the first hour, July 30, 2008. Wild from Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour two. July 30th, 2008. It's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
Thank mm-hmm. you.
Watt from Pedro Show. Um, starting off the second hour, Drum Eyes by DJ Scotch Egg. And then we heard Edgelessly by Zipex. And finally, Regeneration by Mr. Devin Hoff, who was a guest a couple shows ago. Yeah. Uh, string bassist with his solo album. Uh, we've been playing a lot of songs off that. And he's a great cat. He's also the bass player for Nell's Client Singers and has his own band, Good for Cows. Um, drum Eyes, DJ Scotch Egg. I met him in Brighton. He's very, very cool people. He makes a lot of music on Game Boy. Oh. <laughs> That's his, one of his main instruments. He's sampling his Game, Game Boy. Boy. <laughs> and, you know, he plays it. He, the, the sound's in it, and then he works the buttons, and he's rewired it, and... Whatever, he's quite an innovative cat. I have a lot of respect for him.
That was Jesse Evans with the Scientist of Love, and here's Tobacco with Eating Us. spin cycle of course and special guest is Tom Watson on the guitar is going to collaborate in a in a well you can call it what you want call it what you, you could call it freestyle you call it yeah because <laughs> it's it's happening on the dial it's free <laughs> and it's free it's arriving <laughs> I busted a rhyme <laughs> okay so without any more get, get your machine Oh, Here we go.
Tom Watson, brother Ow. Matt. Yeah. Ow. Thank you. On Collaborate yes. on the spin side. Tom Watson, Wales. We've at least Tom Watson. Together. We've done Mr. this Mr. Watson. <laughs> Mr. Tom. When did said, you start on guitar? Tonight, you mean? <laughs> we got, no. Uh, uh, Micah? Uh, earlier? Yeah. yeah. No, when uh, you were a uh, young, like, young, young spiff. When I was a child? <laughs> a mere child. I was a mere child at the time. How old? Five. Five. And uh, where did you... Was it somebody Five. else's guitar? Were you given a guitar? I obtained a guitar. It was a... Uh, yeah. My father had a guitar. You know one of those stories where your father has a guitar and... You maybe have this many, many times before. <laughs> yeah, how do you do so that? So your pop played... Sort of. But he's a drawer, right? He's an he artist. drawers. He likes to draw. Yeah, no, yeah, he's an illustrator. But he plays, he played, I don't know, he had a guitar in the house. and I, I Acoustic or electric? Acoustic nylon string. All right. This was 1965. Right. Not the guitar at the time. Was, uh, and uh, it was in New York City. And the Beatles had a couple records out. The first record was out. Anyway. And it came out in 1963, maybe. And I heard this guitar sound, you know, like, uh, I don't know, all the songs on that first record, you know, this kind of ragged, distorted guitar sound. That, uh, I want to do that. I, yeah, I remember okay. hearing that. I was like, I don't know, how, how do you do that? What is that? At five years old. And then I just kept playing. So I kind of make that sound now. So like, you never <laughs> took lessons? I did take lessons. Uh, that started at five. No, later down no, the no, no. I, when we moved to Los Angeles, yeah, uh, um, I had some lessons uh, from at Milo Ackerman's house. I think his mother was teaching it. Milo time. was singer descendants, and it was in high, like summer school. You know, I don't know. It was like maybe maybe I was in fifth grade or something. His mother. His, yeah, I'm not positive so she you- was teaching, but I remember her being there. Maybe she was teaching. You know, I learned chords. But then I, I, I actually went to a guitar store in Manhattan Beach called Gene Lee's Guitar I remember Store. That and he was like Pulled a full-on jazz guy. Not jazz player, but kind of a, well, yeah, kind of a loungy jazz guitar guitar player. Big into J- Django Reinhardt. Not that that's loungy jazz. I'm saying, he, you know, he's a, he was into the gypsy jazz. Gypsy jazz. So I, pl- I hung out there all the time, you know. I wanted to keep playing. What about a band? What was your first band? Uh, the first band that I organized was called the Blue Spiders. I played drums actually, and it was I think drums. It was, where, where did, how did you veer off guitar to drums? I think uh, I was the only one with the drum set at the time, but it was a toy kit. I was, I was probably about ten or eleven, maybe younger actually, nine. That's early for first. Eight or nine. They were they were not real drums. They were kind of paper and paper heads. with springs. But you and, had a band. Well, yeah, we started the band. Were you writing songs? Yeah, we had our own songs. We did covers, too, but, you know, I think we played Doors. Or, I don't know what else, whatever's happening. Um, and then uh, and then the next band was called The Green Ants. So it went from the Blue Spiders to The Green Ants. colored ants? Well, the drums were blue, and then, you know, spiders were kind of cool. And then ants, I, I changed it to The Green Ants because I thought that was cooler, and then The Blue Spiders. Yeah. Do you know where your fellow ants and spiders are these days? They're not really. They're not. They're not sticking with it. I think they kind of. They let it tossed it. They, yeah, they let it drop. They didn't hold it together. I had to move on. 
Um, no, and then, uh, you know, playing playing in different bands in high school and, you know, Toxic Shock, Slava. Yeah, Toxic Shock, because the punk thing comes on. Well, it was uh, like people wanted to start bands, and I was kind of, I was, I guess I was someone in school that everyone knew already played the guitar, you know, and I was more into, like, prog. I was more into, like, Prague and glam rock, I think. I was into Roxy Music, King Crimson, whatever my older brother was into, kind of. What uh, guitars did you like? Phil Manzanero was Robert Fripp, that period of guitar. Uh, I, you know, I really liked Bowie, too. Television? television came up much later, you know, even though I, I you know, completely connected to it, you know, the minute, minute I heard it, you know. Captain Beefheart, Wire, television, all that. All at the same time, kind of. And uh, Toxic Shock people, a couple of them, and mm. the core of Slavonly. Yep. Scott and Steve uh, asked me to play bass, and I said okay, and then uh, we, we eventually, we had a drummer named Bruce Lawson. Is that the first time you played bass? It may have been. My older brother played the bass, so I played on his bass sometimes. So uh. I kind of was familiar with it. I didn't play it like a bass player. I played like a guitar player would play it, so... Uh, I I like playing in bands. So I, I saw Toxic Shock. In fact, the Minutemen played with Toxic Shock at the Star Theater in San Pedro. That was our first show with Sack and Trust. Wow. Too. We had to stand outside while the bands played, and then we'd go in and play, and we'd have to go back out again. Yeah, but we we had booze outside, too. <laughs> Not that I need to tell anyone about that or anything. Yeah, so uh, that's when we saw you guys. Yeah. I think you, I heard you first on a recording on a Happy Squid thing. Keats Rides a Harley. Keats Rides a Harley. With the urinals, yeah. John Jones. Well, 100 Flowers at the time. Right. I guess it was uh, Earwigs and Tunnel Tones and S-Squad. Uh, Jeffy Lear. P- yeah, Gun, Gun Club. Meat Puppets did Helenor on that. Good yeah. tune. Um, 100 Flowers. Great music. They just changed your name. Yeah. And they just changed it back, actually, I heard. I know, yeah. they have. <laughs> Finally. But Kellis. Yeah, Kellis. Although Kell still makes music here and there. Right. Yeah. Right. I, play, I play with him. Well, it's been quite a while, but I've done a few recordings with Kell. And, okay, so and you do a lot of bands. years of Slavonly. Ten years, eighty-two to ninety-two. Records out on New Alliance. Yeah, the first three were New Alliance, and then the last four SST. There's also an EP on a label called Ajax. Because for a while a, the band lives in San Francisco. From eighty-four to eighty-eight was when I lived there, and Steve's still up there. Tim's up in the Bay Area, and you worked at a coffee shop. Me, I worked. Actually, we did have coffee there. It was more of a bakery, but uh, yeah, I did pour the coffees too. It was fine because I had to get up early. You know, I wanted coffee anyway. You know, you toured with Firehose. Toured with Firehose. Yeah, they're really, really great guys. Most of them in that band, <laughs> great guys. They helped us out a lot for the most part. Nice people. You rolled in the Beauville. Good vibe. We had a Beauville thirty. Some people didn't like the Beauville. <laughs> Other people, well, you know. Nine people in a Broville. uh, Oh, in between, when I forgot about something, you went to Holland to learn synthesizer music. I certainly did. That was after high school. Volocar? Oh, uh, yeah, Globocar, yeah. 
How, yeah, how do you know that? Trombone you told guy? me this shit. Wow, you remember that? <laughs> Damn, that's a, that's a tricky name to remember. I'm impressed. Yeah, no, there were, it was a like, study of electroacoustic music, mostly tape music, and whatever. It was right out of high school. It was odd. We learned how to and tape microphones. This leads microphones. to uh, me asking about Red Crayola. How did you get involved with Mayo Thompson? Mm. Uh, well, I really was a fan through most of the 80s, you know, hearing the music. I think I heard the second record first, God Bless the Red Crayola, and kind of, All like, made me, her. and it, yeah, and it was really, uh, like, something I felt, you know, it, it, it was, it was something that, like, uh, was missing in music that I hadn't heard before, and kind of filled, filled a certain gap, made sense to me, and, uh, I never thought I would actually meet. Mayo you know, Thompson or any of the other members, but one thing led to another. I was just hanging art in a gallery and saw a book that had his name on it, along with another person, Albert Erlin, an artist. And um, I don't know, it's kind of a long story, but they ended up at my place, and uh, I asked them if I asked Mayo if he'd produce the record, and Albert if he'd let me use art for the cover, and they said yes, and. Uh, that happened, and then uh, we. St- that was for an Overpass record, and that's then, right. Um, you had a band after Slavery yeah. called Overpass. That's right. Three members. Of and Slavery. you also made a solo record, Country and Watts. Certainly did. Yeah, that's right. And, and you that's also about played it. in uh, yeah. Pair of Pliers, John and Terry show. Three versions of Mike Watt right. and Third the bands. One, I've been three bands with you. Yeah, a good cat to tour with, Tom. Yeah. That's, I want to keep doing it. want to keep doing Keep doing it. Of course. Well, we got some gigs coming up. Uh, yeah. In a, August. Two weeks. Three work tour gigs. Chula Vista, Mountain View, and Carson. And we do need shoes, right? I mean, you've got some some holes in that. <laughs> oh, Vans? Yeah. Don't make any shoes. I don't rock them. Either. No. But I'm into yeah. the tour, and uh, yeah. so because we haven't played since April. Yeah, it's been, it's been a long. It's a shame. When are we gonna? Well, yeah. My tour stops with Stooges in October first, so and we get on. Plan is a tour in the spring and make an album in New York City halfway through with Tony Mamoni's Studio G in Brooklyn. Peru has a apartment upstairs. We can conk there. Yeah. And that, that's the plan. Mm. Well, we're at the end of the second hour. Tom, thanks so much for jamming. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Down from Silver thank Lake. you. Koreatown, but, and Silver Koreatown, Lake. Koreatown, and, yeah. By way of... He works both corners in work both them all. parts of town. Yeah. Two jobs. <laughs> that's no a different problem. scene. Thanks. No problem. End of the second <laughs> hour of uh, July 30th, 2008. Watch the Beatles show. Hold that for out of three. July 30th, 2008, it's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro show. So as soon as we get our blinds set up, let's sit down and listen to those people. 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 List
in this lesson in duck calling. I hope I can tell you what you're doing wrong, and even more important, what to do that is right. Now let's listen to these words.
your first hand on your stomach as you blow.
Shabbat from Pedro Show. Uh, we just heard, well, starting off the third hour was Salido Movement Number 2, a live improvisation by an endless contortionist. Do you know Matoka Honda? She was on the show doing a Not jam with Brother yeah. Matt with the synth. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was wild. And then uh, Stefano Palia with... Uh, Winda, you remember Stefano? He was did six gigs. Right, he was with us in Italy. And he does a lot of improv music. And that was him on solo guitar. Stefano, a great cat great from Genoa, but living in Bologna. And a lot of interesting music he's doing. And uh, he's also doing things where they combine with uh, dance and art and stuff. He was doing some music to dance in Roma. So much respect, Stefano. And then we heard. Uh, Cat Brain Land by Melt Banana off of Bambi's Dilemma. Dilemma. <laughs> now, uh, the guitar player, I got the. Yeah, Ichiro. Tom Watson. Yeah. Good player. You like him, right? Crazy man. I love the play, way he plays. We played a gig with him at the Troubadour. I mean, <laughs> and we were standing, me, Tom, and I got there standing together. <laughs> kind of close. <laughs> and Not uncomfortable, though. <laughs> Very comfortable. Very, very comfortable. That and I say, I say to God, I say, T- Tom says, he, you're his favorite guitarist. And Tom says, you are not supposed to say that. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Is it a shameful moment? I didn't mean to do that. No, but because it's a compliment that, well. You kind of uh, need that to be your favorite guy. I don't want to make yeah, well, no. Tom, in fact, turned me on to Mel Banana many years ago. He gave me a record called Charlie mm. had a bunch of songs on it because they've been around more than 13 or 14 years and so Tom knew about them a long time ago and yeah getting to play with them was happening yeah they're fun very happening they're Sacramento great. too it's a blast played with them and in Florida that time that's right in Florida and did Bob Dylan wrote together as a wild <laughs> Yeah. Bob Dylan. That <laughs> yeah, was wild. <laughs> that was in Orlando, I think. Yeah, that was Supper Club, Sapphire Supper Club. I think you and Vince had to make Hell Ride Home, and I went with. Yeah, Jay we drove Maskus. back to LA that night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God! You know, and I went with Jay. Yeah. It was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Enough of the piss bag tour because I had That's just right. gotten off the sickness and you got the catheter, catheter, <laughs> fucking piss sack. <laughs> in a way, it was neat. Like just to see Freedom. it fill up, and you didn't have to take a piss. You just this. watch this thing <laughs> fill it up. But in another way, it was real bunk because you had to carry that thing well, around. You didn't. It wasn't your choice necessarily. But no, I had a tube in my bladder. But it's oh. but it's also kind of a piss bottle thing without the hassle. Yeah, totally. I kind of yeah. dug it just to watch it fill up, like because the tube was right in the uh, yeah abdomen wall. Wasn't even fact, dealing there, with that. Yeah, there was no fitting or anything. It, what it had was a big ass ball on the inside. They put it in through the surgery. Yeah. So when he popped it out. Yeah, when he, he we took it out, you know, I didn't know what was going to happen. He's talking to me. His name is Doctor yeah, Cole. Cool, you are. He's a Dr. Korean Frankenstein. <laughs> no, it was K O N. Cole. It's like yeah. starting a mini Cole. Like the wood. Like the wood. <laughs> so what he does is he starts making some jokes to get me laugh. Oh, but I God. really start laughing. That's when he yanked it out. Oh, my God. And then, yeah, and then the face just and drops. And what he did was he put it behind his back really quick. Uh-huh. You can see it. But I saw it. It was like a 
Put a plug. The cue ball? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a It was kind of like through a, this little slit, like oh a baby, God. you know, mama. It's kind of like a mace, you know, oh, with sorry. the spikes on it. I got you. No, yeah. <laughs> no, it had like, you know, like barbs on yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah, treble hooks. You know, I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's your basic hook It was just method. a big ass ball on yeah. the end of it. That was nothing compared to the, the foily and the dick. Oh, I love that oh, one. Yeah, that's lovely. The ball came through there too, and then I, one thing lame about having uh, tubes that, in you is it put brings in bacteria, so I got uh, bladder infection. Yeah, and that was like pissing no fish charge. hooks. That was like pissing fish hooks. When I had piss, um, I had to warn my neighbors Tony and Dirk. You know, because mm-hmm. what was the blood curdling screams oh, about? It? <laughs> I mean, you couldn't help but your feet and hands doing extreme as they could and the eyes bulging out yeah and just you know yeah <laughs> trying to take a lead and they give you this stuff peridium you know to turn your piss real orange supposed to like calm down the acid mm. but cranberry it, juice no girls have shorter urethias so the it's that's the why they get infected the easier, but it's not as severe, the man. The guy ones are really intense. But yeah. I know I used to laugh at my sister. It was a total karma thing on me because I would laugh at them. And then it happened to me, and it was like, oh, my God, I couldn't believe this shit. But you have to because pus builds up there, and you're going to be wearing a piss yeah. bag forever. Although the piss bags, they kind of they could double as a hot water uh, bottle warmer. or warm, you know, just a pillow warmer, <laughs> bed warmer, partner, a pillow for whatever, a yeah, little, little, little doll, a little <laughs> cuddly Share, pillow, sharing something to nuzzle up with. I don't it was know. just amazing to see it fill up and not try. Yeah, you don't even know what's happening. Like, what's that sound? Who's doing well, look that? Look at that. Wait a minute. What a good boy am I. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Then you'd have to dump it though. Oh. It was funky. Into a you use the same bag when we're not part of my life. Yeah, I was the same sack. Do you still have it? No. I have the gown. I kept the gown. In fact, I wore the gown. When I got better and stuff, I wore the gown. To, the first gig I played, I wore the gown. Like Is it open bag? Open, open <laughs> bag? Open bag. Yeah. Fuck it. Kind Do you of, have the uh, thong? You wear the thong? green. Kind of green color. Greenish. Greenish. Match yeah. the... Uh, Tasseled said undergarment. Said L.A. County. <laughs> I still have that. I went to Richard. First thing I did was go to a poetry read by Richard Hell. Hey, Richard. You with the gown on? Yeah. <laughs> and then you turned and then around. The next thing was a book read by Richard Meltzer. Hey, Richard. <laughs> Take picture with him. Richard Bonney took me. I couldn't drive. You only went with, hung out with Richard that night. I had to sit on a big foam donut. In fact, I had to do for a few years after it cut me open, you know, really big. And so uh, Richard Meltzer, I took a picture next to him, and he was mm-hmm. reading at, uh, what's it called, With City the, Lights? Yeah, San Just Francisco? Oh, no. Or what's this one in L.A. called? Uh, uh, it's a great bookstore. No, not City, City Lights. Bi- uh, book Soup? Oh. No, 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 no. Not West Side. But anyway, he was reading yeah. there, and I went in the scrubs to that, and then I played with Perkins and Nels. With the scrubs? On the, with the scrubs in um, Santa Monica Pier. The same night? No, no, these are about two weeks apart. All three events were on different nights, but these are my first times out. And you just like that? Because it was just something to say, fuck you, sickness, you didn't kill me. And it said county, and they saved my life, mm-hmm. you know. 
kind of mm-hmm. it was symbolic, man. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it was symbolic. Uh, Symbolics. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom, Tiff's let's, okay. Let's get close. <laughs> I think we can probably fit in this chair. Uh, this guitar you use with Brother Matt. Where's yeah. that from? It's a fancy little axe that uh, came my way. Very generous, anonymous donor. <laughs> His name will, well, will remain anonymous. <laughs> well, hence the name. No, uh, it's a it's a new guitar in the uh, collection, and it's been very good to me. Changes everything. It's not a. You telecaster. had a Telecaster in uh, Slavoli. That was yeah, great. Yeah, I've mostly been a Telecaster player. Yeah. And then you've been played a, a kind of a beater, put I've, together, Frankie. Yeah, and they, somehow I've really grown to like the really cheap ones, right? Because I can beat on them pretty hard, and I don't but think about depend it. on it. The Jazz Master different, very different. Even though it's a Fender. Yeah, no, but I've been I've been working on it a lot, and uh, it's starting to I've started to figure it out, be able to play it. I don't beat on it the same way. Different places to beat on it. Yeah, Not the same. You can get behind the bridge. There's some, yeah. There's some extra string behind the bridge to make some noise. That a lot I of people have done. Think you got an extra done. fret? It's possible. I let's, think so. Let's do the count. Yeah, they are. They are the uh, the jumbo frets too. So it's a bit chunkier feeling. Well, that's because it's uh, the J Mascus. Uh, because the regular ones didn't have jumbos. They certainly didn't. No. It's also got a Gibson bridge. Yeah, it does. And uh, although I added a touch of my own, I changed one of the knobs. Right, right. To make it a black knob. Negra. Now, uh, the 68 Tele you had had a Bigsby. Yes, it did. But since then, you haven't had a whammy. No. Now you got a whammy. That's right. Yeah. I do have a Strat, but I have the, the springs all cranked flat, so yeah, there's right. no whammy on it. Slavely, I remember you'd play a Strat sometimes. Sometimes. Um, these effects... Mm. Octafuzz, kind of, but it's a, it's a replica of my one pedal that kind of is most important to me, the Octavia by Tycho Bray. Yeah. Um, saw it on eBay recently for twenty two hundred and fifty dollars. I think wow. I bought it new for like forty dollars. Deal. Uh, in the seventies, but uh, anyway, uh, just crazy pedal and sounds great. But this uh, full tone Octafuzz is pretty close, and it's not as fragile or valuable, and I can use it. And then a, a, a rat pedal and a, a crybaby. Yeah. And pretty now, much those um, three were... I got us well. on. He had a lot. Yeah, quite a few things. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Like more than two or three di- digital delays. I know yeah. that. So, I mean, there's several several uh, looping little mechanisms going on. And also the whammy pedal and all that. Yeah, what That's do you like sound. about his playing? It's free, it, it, but it's super tight. I mean, it's like it's it's... It's kind of like, uh, it's almost like, uh, like how cartoons can do something that humans can't, you know, like the eyes bugging out, stuff like that. But it's like that in music, you know, it's actually creating these sorts of surreal sounds uh, that, so it pushes, pushes this kind of conventional idea of, of rock, you know, milieu or whatever to this sort of surreal place, you know, it's just kind of pushing things out there speaking of pushing things have you been making new Tom Watson music I'm pushing yeah push I've been pushing it yeah I have I have about three albums worth of material right now really actually there are two albums and then uh and then uh, like a outtakes 
another like triple outtakes record. What the uh, Drag City or something? No, they're they're not actually going to be released as of yet. And I mean, they one day hopefully will. But uh, I I want to wrap up something this summer and put it out. Yeah, I want to play shows though first, kind of sort things out. Get you other had a band for it. a while called the Best of All. Of All. Yeah, it's a four piece. But uh, we started playing the music for my solo record. Oh, uh, really? Country and Watson, and then we started writing our own music. And, yeah, did they ever fun. record? We have one record's worth of music recorded. We it did with Brian out. McMahon uh, from Four Carnation yeah. and Slint. Um, yeah, it was a weird like period of time that uh, somehow I didn't resolve it, and um, it still exists, and... <laughs> We'll see what happens. You know, I keep meaning to find someone who'd be interested in finishing it for me because I don't know if I can do it oh. for some reason. I kind of feel like handing it over to someone and say, you, right, right. you resolve this. My ears are tainted, you know, <laughs> as you all probably know. And what about this new stuff? What What's it like? New stuff has been like, uh, I've been doing these drones that have been, uh, I mean, I have like a album's worth of music uh, that I did maybe five years ago that... Uh, are all drones, meaning like there are these pieces of music that have uh, uh, either repetition or um, or, a, or a minimal kind of mon- monotone uh, concept to it, yeah. um, and then uh, but also a lot of little guitar phrases. Uh, so it's uh, it's something that I never that I had considered re-recording the entire project and and with other players and and um somehow i kind of like the original recording but i don't have the outlet for it yet and so that's one project that's sitting there and another thing i've been working on this summer is uh just writing new music and more more in the pop vein you know pop music or rock music pop tones yeah and uh you know i've got i've got uh iPods worth of music really right now so it kind of but I don't know what that is a lot, a lot of songs still yeah. to resolve all by myself so it's kind of um, it's a little bit uh, the scope is pretty tiny you know and I'd like to play stuff with other people and find the right people to play with maybe and resolve certain things and yeah in the meantime you got stuff coming up with mail yeah Couple of shows in in September, to just he and I as the Red Crayola. But you've been doing something locally. What's that? Um, I'm playing with a girl named Tiff Siegfrieds, doing two guitars, um, and we're playing tomorrow night, which probably will be tonight, if you hear this. Yeah, this is coming out. Um, and uh, we're doing all What's Neil it Young songs. It's Tom just and Tom Tiff? Tiff. Yeah, it's just all Neil Young songs. The idea was that we were going to oh, play wow. every Neil Young song. Uh, each show will play a different batch of songs, and then when we're done playing them, that's when the band's done. But I think we're not going to get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, they're like 700 songs or something. Um, and he's still writing songs. So, yeah, wow. I don't know. That's good. That was kind of a good idea. But, uh, so, yeah, I'm playing tonight, and uh, um, it's fun. I'm a, I'm a you know, big fan, so I kind of enjoy playing music that I'm a fan of. Doing our yeah, own I was version. just telling me Wilco's going to open up some Neil Young saw, uh, concerts in uh, That would December. be fun. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like a good combo. 
I saw a Sonic Youth opening for him, and uh, you know, like twenty years ago or something. It's quite That's a right. Um, and uh, I mean, of course, two of my favorite bands, but um, a lot of his audience were not really down aware, or not down. Yeah, bunch of pricks. I was trying to, you know, trying to convince people. I know it's it's weird about that. Then, you know, it happens in a lot of situations. Yeah. Hey, uh, can we talk to Raul? Please do. Hey there. Raul? Add. What, <laughs> what drums are you playing on? Well, from the same anonymous anonymous guy, I got this a nice um, Ludwig Burge kit. It's a nice, like, silver glitter sparkle kit. It's kind when of did a, you start on drums? I feel like 98. So it's Ten not, years ago. So it's not. Yeah, it's not as cool as '79. Thomas says like five years old. Five years but old. Yeah, yeah. It's nothing like that. I was talking to Steve <laughs> Droz, uh, Flaming Lips. He said at five he was starting to play drums in his pops band. Oh man, I wish. <laughs> you know what, Babalu, dude? I can't even. Remember. I don't know what I was what doing at that? fucking five. <laughs> I know it wasn't the drums. I can't even remember what I was doing. <laughs> I have no idea. I think it was just before kindergarten, right? That's yeah, about it's kindergarten. Nice, yeah. Fucking. I don't know. But, but also, guys, story, these guys have. But sto- stories guys. like that sounds like, you know, just this amazing kind of musician <laughs> guy. <laughs> so you started at 20? Yeah, about maybe a little, a little bit younger. Just kind of because nobody else in Pedro seemed to play the drums, except the death metal guys. So and, did, and that was the you worst. Get in situations to play. Yeah, well, I was playing the bass in these punk bands in high school, and the drummer always stunk it up. <laughs> like not that I have any good. But it was the kind of thing. Was like, God damn! Always turning the head, looking. Come on. <laughs> so I started playing the drums just because I was talking a lot of crap. Like I could do this too. What are your first so band? Kind of picked it up. It was um, Pedro here, right? Yeah, always has been. I play with some Anaheim guys now. But always Pedro guys. I'm lucky like that. Always people that I've either admired like you, or I get the friends. I've always played with friends the whole time. Like some people just kind of get stuck playing with dudes they don't even know, and it sucks. Exactly. I can't even imagine, dude. I can't even imagine that. Like I don't know. Music to me seems a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. It's Maybe not so mercenary. <laughs> no, not at all. Just yeah. So you were early with the Fourth Street scene. Yeah, we just lived there, basically. So that's I guess that's pretty early. We rented it. Yeah. And um, there Start was no doing kicks there was no other clubs in, in Pedro. Yeah. Right. So we started doing for like oh, let's see if we can get away with. So you know we started doing like, kind of early hour practices, like well I think we could probably do this like, when the sun goes down, and maybe the neighbors won't know. You know it's not our band playing like it could be some band from like New Mexico. <laughs> they just kind of kept going. Then before we got evicted, <laughs> like that kind of you know, we were, yeah, exactly. But you know, we were doing a few shows a week at the house so in the living room, but there wasn't even a living room; it was just a big empty room. The like, space between the bedroom, between the front yard and the backyard. Yeah, <laughs> that was the show space. We had the little like you know hovels, holes to sleep yeah, in, the or whatever. Padlock on the door. <laughs> right. <laughs> Names on the peanut butter 
He did do labels. a guess that far. Oh, <laughs> There's no food going around. <laughs> okay. But a lot of bands came out of that scene, and bands would tour and come from other towns to play. Oh, yeah, we met a lot of people. Kind of like you had Todd here, I think, one of your last shows. Yeah. I was playing with him and Sean early on when I started, and they took me out across the country and introduced me to a lot of people. And then they would start... Todd had lived there first. He ran, right. his, he, he ran the label out of there, Recess Records. And so kind of bands would, you know, call, call him up. We'd book the gigs there. And then he moved out, but the numbers stayed the same. So the phone calls would Kept keep coming. Keep coming. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's summertime. Let's have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> and it was always a good way for us to play, too. Right. Now, when did you get into the leeches? Whew. That was around the time Todd had the record store. We all worked at the Recess Record Store. Yeah. Down there, I think it was um, 6th and Mesa. Yeah. And that shit, we just played last night. I think we've been going for like 11 years already. Which is weird, too. I'm just too old for that shit. <laughs> I get changed into some bags last night. I'm like, oh my god. Well, it was 11 go. years ago and you started playing drums 10 years ago. You were playing drums in that, man. Yeah, it was right around the same time. It's foggy. It's it's pretty foggy, but I think that might have been like the first band I played drums in, which it's just kind of like a rudimentary drum kit, just the floor tom and the snare, and one cymbal. And before, actually, at that time, there was no cymbal, so it was just the floor tom and the snare. Sometimes just the snare, or just the just that crack, yeah, and, that, yeah. and that's it. <laughs> Backbeat. Yeah. Hey, Tom. You bailing? All right. Tom had to bail. <laughs> so we didn't get to hear him say bye. Bye bye. He kind of whispered it. Yeah. He, he kind of whispered. So you mean you so, started so ten the years later, drums and just started with the leeches at the same time? Yeah. Mm. What was the thing with the plastic uh, bags over the heads and shit? <laughs> I don't even. I couldn't tell you. I don't, even, I don't even remember. I think we just Not came just over up the head, with over the, the whole no, body. over the whole deal, and it it was yeah. I stand up playing the drums. Yeah. Kind of. It's not a cocktail kit, but. The the legs of the floor tom will go about two feet up. So I'll raise that, raise the snare stand, and just the back beat, yeah. But the bags, I don't even know. Yeah, I was I always th- wondering about the bags. I think we might have even got, maybe fun, alcohol. Uh-huh. I started wearing those things. There's a bass and there's an organ. Yeah, it's bass, the farfisa, and then drums. No vocals. Right. And a biza, not biza, brewer just asked brewer. us to do this thing with him. Where he reads the poetry over us doing like yeah, yeah, I, heard about that. <laughs> I don't I'm know. We'll see. No. I'm, into, I'm, into, oh, I'm totally into it. I just want to see if we can do it. <laughs> well, you probably do leeches, and then he'll just holler. I know. Over we it. need to think of something a little bit more interesting than that. <laughs> it's kind of these like surf style songs. Yeah. It's like it's not going to really work. <laughs> we could like you know improvise on the Bible. <laughs> he wants to come on the show again. Cool. Yeah, Jack, very happy. We must. Well, he's living in Long Beach, which for a while. He is cool. Uh, Jack the Poet? Jack yes. Burr, yeah. Singer sorry, for Sacred Trust. I said Baza, oh, sorry. That's, uh, he's in old SST days. Him and Joe Baza go way back. In fact, they're one of the few bands from the old days still going. The Meat Puppets got back together. Uh... Yeah, it was trippy. I did an interview with guys writing a book on Husker Du, and I was thinking about the old days a lot today. 
He's asking about Zen Arcade and uh, oh, that's a good Double one. Nickels on the Dime because they were made same time, at the same huh? Time. Want to know about this? Did they do? Scene? Did oh. they do theirs here in California? Yeah, they did it. Yeah, with Spot. That's where we found out we had an album done about a month before. We hadn't even named it or anything. And then they come to town and they make this double album. And we were like, "Fuck, we should make one too." Yeah, you got to one up those guys, <laughs> or just be in the same ring with them. So we went and wrote all these songs, and a month later, two months later, we recorded the second record. But they had uh, theirs all figured out. It was like a concept kind of. Yeah, th those they bleed into each other in the songs. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, there was a concept. It was like about a kid in a video arcade or something. Was that arcade? Where ours, they were in two different places. So. <laughs> And we didn't keep them separate records. We just put all the songs in one batch. We didn't know how to put 45 songs in order. So I came up with this idea where we would draw straws and see these first, second, and third. For the and tunes just and keep doing it. Pick song each. And I, I figured all the good ones would be on the outside and all the shitty ones would hug the label. And then the ones that nobody picked would end up on the fourth side. So we didn't keep the two recording sessions separate. Kind of just they were about put them all together. Months together. Yeah, they were all there. Like Georgie picked all his songs. <laughs> My. <laughs> the first song he played, part of the joke, we were trying to come up with a concept after the fact. So one was Sammy Hagar, you know, can't drive 55, so we will. And that's where the title comes from. And then the other concept was Elma Gumma had a, was a the double album, Pink Floyd album. So, so and they all got their side. And everyone got a, well, they got a quarter of a side, and they got their little solo. So we each had a solo song. Dee Boone played acoustic guitar for his. I read a, a landlady note about the tub <laughs> leak, and Dee Boone said my words were too spacey. So. About the shower leaking. Yeah. Was, leaking into her apartment. Right. It was Dirk's pad. It was put, pinned on his door. So I read that. And Joe Biza and... John Ragnowski played electric guitar. There's no bass on it. And then Georgie whistled and beat on oil cans. That's pretty and Georgie's awesome. Georgie's first pick was that song. <laughs> like, Drop I, the needle. He was, he was, he was, <laughs> you look at them and they're all the ones he wrote words for. Almost. So he, I didn't really so go he for got his who wish. wrote for whatever. I just went by the, how I liked the, the good lid, tune. You know? yeah. <laughs> God damn. D. Boone had first pick. He got Anxious Mofo. I had second that, pick. I got Michael Jackson. No, Georgie had first pick. D. Boone had uh, second, and I had third. G G Georgie could have had any of the 45 songs, and he picks his fucking whistling and oil can song. <laughs> it's called uh, You Need the Glory. <laughs> yeah, Very few. Fitting, uh, fitting. One of the only songs he wrote a title. When Georgie wrote words, he never wrote title. So you name it. Done. You know, I bet if I get these words, you know, learn, start from. <laughs> he would write them, you know, he worked on his lathe really early in the morning. He'd write them when he was like half conscious. So they were pretty surreal. I liked them. And, but he'd never give them titles. But he gave that one. Well, that one didn't have lyrics. So I got the title. It's whistling. So he one or the titled other. it. And uh, you need the glory he picked first. And Deboom got anxious mofo, and which Mo was actually Georgie words. Really? I wrote the music. Yeah, yeah. The double nickels was kind of hard because right, we had to come up with all these songs to make the second record really quick. So 
uh, I had all kinds of musics, but I didn't have the words. So if you notice, like Jack Brewer's got a song on there. His cousin Joe has a song. Like kind of, come on, guys. Carducci <laughs> has a song. Uh, Dukowski's got two songs. Yeah, that, what was her name? Makono. Yeah, Dirk's landlady. Oh, I think her like do not shower. I don't even know how it goes. She's got do a not song. Shower. <laughs> <laughs> Had to pay for this and that. Blah blah leaks. Do not this use because people can go to me. You know, post. You know, That's actually pretty genius, dude. Spacey, That's hilarious. Man. People can't tell what you're talking about. Well, let's talk about my leaking ass shower. <laughs> so yeah, that's why I figured. Like, whoa. These are pretty real. Oh, yeah, very real. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. And then I was starting to play with my fingers. It's the first album I really play with my fingers. I think there's only one song with Pitt. Which one? And so know? it was hard. Uh, shit from an old notebook, which actually was shit from an old notebook. So a lot of the songs that I did of Dee Boone's. Yeah, you told Dee Boone would like save up his songs with Ryan. You told me that you used to find stuff. So what he would do is he would scribble little notes to himself to think of thoughts. And they were never intended to be songs, really. Because his songs, the ones with rhyming and stuff, he always shit-hearted. Well, not shit-hearted, they're his, you know, but he wouldn't give them to me. So I'd get these things that were like thoughts. Well, you told me you'd find them in the dash of the van. Sometimes, or they'd be written there, or... Yeah, he'd never hand me a paper and say, here are my thoughts. you search I'd it out. I'd find them. I'd find them. Oh, would always be thinking and shit, and he wrote down a lot when he thought. But uh, So if you notice, a lot of those songs I write of Deep Boons, there's no rhyming words. It's just kind of... Well, no, it's, they call it blank verse. It's all right. Hmm, it's awesome. But none of that, there's no rhymes in those that Whitman. You know. Deboon never intended them to be songs, though. There's no choruses. It's kind of like a flow. <laughs> and sometimes I would repeat some of the words, but he never wrote them as verse, chorus, and stuff. But I, we, we had to come up with uh, words for these tunes. We didn't want a, b- a bunch of instrumentals. So, and Georgie would literally give me songs. But they were like, they hardly rhymed. And, uh, they <laughs> for were a whole different like, reason. <laughs> they were, were kind of like Deboon ones. There's one album... The one before it, no, I think Buzzer House before it, but that's like an EP, I guess. But the full album before it is called What Makes a Man Start Fires. And I wrote all the music to that one. I mean, I didn't write the guitar solos. But uh, I wrote all the legs and organized all the music. And But I don't, many of the words are only a third mine, or a little more than a third, because... I would just start writing about the same thing and stuff. I need it. And also because of uh, a lot of times the words always start with the title of my own music. So if they gave me words, it would take me in a direction so I wouldn't be writing the same licks over and over. So it was really important for them, uh, Georgie and Boone, to give me words. Like that, that situation there, which was a strange one. There was no Minuteman record like that where I wrote all the music. Uh, D-Boom didn't live in Pedro for a, a, during that time. It was hard. He was in a, a flux state. He got back to Pedro, but for that little period. So, And I was at home a lot because I had the knee surgeries, and I couldn't work. I was uh, in casts. So you were working on music, then. So I was writing all this music, and I ended up with the... Uh, 
What makes a man start fires? With Keith Morris, the Keith Morris cartoon. He does look like Keith Morris. <laughs> I asked Raymond about that. He said no. Of course. <laughs> Some dude showed it to me on his arm. In fact, a few people have tattoos of that. There's a, a lot of Pettibone. Uh, one guy just showed me one of the the knife fight on the back of uh, Politics of Time. Your girlfriend mm-hmm. called me chicken, yeah, and the guys are going at each other with the knives. This guy's got a giant <laughs> chest piece, and it's done in uh, like. Leprechaun green. Oh, bad choice. <laughs> Speaking of Irish guys, um, after us in this uh, Finnish gig we just did, the Stooges, was Thin Lizzy. Oh. Uh, Phil Mi- Leonard died about minus. a week and a half after Dee Boone died. I can't imagine Thin Lizzy without Phil Leonard. He was the man. <laughs> Could hear him. They kind of did you you didn't see him like play his hurt a little bit? Didn't see him, no, because we had to get into that jet to, well, get showered and then fly off. So we didn't get to see them play. But the guy kind of sounded, I don't know what they looked like. That was trippy. Uh, I know me and Georgie did some duets uh, with some Minuteman songs. But I can't see... Getting a, no, that you know, he's irreplaceable. You guys weren't replacing anybody. Yeah, but Lynette and uh, then Lizzie, I thought was pretty much. Oh yeah, there's we played. Leeches played. <laughs> it says Leeches. Yeah, we played with you guys. They're hardball. Yeah, right in. Right third third hardball. grade teacher. When was that? Huh? When was that? When was that? It was when the uh, May twenty first. Yeah, but it was when uh, we Jammy Cano documentary. Me and Georgie did three or four of those. One was on the Queen Mary. Two of them the were ATP, in England, I think. And one was there. Mm-hmm. So f- four of them, and uh, it was kind of weird. I couldn't but even imagine. I thought it was better than uh, getting somebody to replace Stephen. It was neat though hearing the people all fill in the deep boom part. You could almost like yeah, this. That was great. (laughs) (laughs) The voice. It would do his guitar parts with the voice too. Yeah. I thought it was neat. You're right, Matt. There's some parts where we couldn't play drums or bass to it because it was totally deep boom guitar. Sometimes I would strum on the strings like him, but. Some parts we just had to lay out, and the kids would uh, yeah. do his parts. That was cool. So, yeah. That was neat. So, But lately, you've been playing with uh, Killer Dreamer, Drink of Purgatory. Yeah, the Purgatory, not too much. They've been doing kind of the same, like, force deal at their new house. They moved into, like, Fullerton, total, like, white suburbia. Though so we do these punk gigs there. <laughs> just kind of neat. With Killer Dreamer... We've, I guess we've been playing a lot, trying... You guys went to Japan. Yeah, that was last year. We did the, we went to Tokyo with Purgatory, and that was cool. And we did a four-way split on Small Pole Records with another Pedro band, Underground Railroad. Um, Tokyo band, The No People. And Jin. some Yeah, Jin. Jin Fumi. And some Minneapolis guys off of their heads. But yeah, it seems like so distant. You know, it was like a year ago. We recorded it about a year and a half ago. But I guess it's so relative. Then Killer Dreamer, I just bought you the new LP. I'm going to give it to Tiff. I know you don't play records anymore. 
And she something up with the turntable. She has a record player, but yeah, Razor Cake's putting that out. It's a split release with our label, 45 RPM, Razor Cake Records. Right. Because when I was at the Peck Manor on your birthday, I saw some recording stuff upstairs. Yeah, we just got some kind of, I guess it's not old, 7980 Tascam 38 machine. Yeah. So we kind of just decided... Basically, it was like, okay, we'll spend money to go record somewhere. Well, shit, we have to get off work. It's going to cut, you know, we're going to lose money. So we can't quite do that. But if we take that money, keep on working, and record at home the nighttime, then we could do the record ourselves, get it recorded, not have to leave Pedro. The, the right. second one we did, we went to Oakland to do, which was a lot of fun. Or fun, whatever. But. And downstairs, there's T-shirts. Yeah, we have a little little shop down there. Did you get any action on the big house rock and speakers? Remember all the speakers? I have them in the room. I have two two set set up to the Mac, and then two set up to the turntable. Cool. Yeah, it's kind of excessive, but it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little bit Cadillac. (laughs) But I enjoy it. Yeah, it's better than the earbuds. (laughs) Better than the earbuds? Because, I, yeah, I don't really travel with a computer too much unless I go on tour with Mike and we do the diaries. <laughs> but I'm not going to go anywhere else with the computer besides home. <laughs> but, yeah, so we did the this third one right here. We did it at home. Just basically after work in about a week, whenever we could find the time together, we just yeah. do a song here, a song there. And got it going, and then we decided to mix it at home, too. So bought the little machine. Yeah. Got the tape, mixed it, which we were just I'm kind of proud of ourselves. I couldn't believe we did it. And then we put it out. But no CD. The, the record's going to come with a CD. It's only oh, okay. going to be 600 records, but they're all going to come with the CD. Because basically everyone's doing their music listening in the car. Yeah, yeah. So it's got to come with the CD. Or and I want to play like, it on the show here, yeah. so. I should have brought you one. But we just finished these covers today. Hold on. So, My- I'll give you one, I promised. <laughs> I just wanted to come with something, so I brought that. <laughs> no, Scott, who I did the art? Like the art? Um, Scott Eicher. He's a Pedro guy. He's close to he's close to you. He did some like those flyers, I remember. Oh yeah, yeah, and, Scott, like, yeah. I he know. used to work at Peanut Records and Lomita. Yeah. That's how I he's first met him. He's got a pharaoh with the skull face and a crook yeah it's it's kind of like our um, earth wind fire meets iron maiden yeah it's a, it's a scarab. yeah so that was his thing a little bit journey <laughs> the wheel in the sky keeps on turning but we just wanted if you look the pharaoh in the it, sky it goes it's kind of a fold but it's like you know our diy fold let's see he's traveling back and forth the, from the Egyptian oh, pyramids. Yeah. To the to, Latin ones. Yeah, exactly. And he's flying the scarab. <laughs> and he is on the scarab. Yeah, he is. Of course he is. But at least the legs are out. <laughs> no, he's there, yeah. <laughs> think the total journey scarab. I think all their album covers have got that thing. It's kind of a spaceship. It's like but a, a combo. Hopefully the fourth one will be actually pressing the vinyl there, too. We'd like to be able to do it all ourselves. Yeah. Which I think would be the coolest thing. Damn. Then I could never leave home. 
I guess we have to play a show. The, the smell will be happening. The oh, shit. Total the toxic. And they don't want to live forever. So, alright. Yeah, we just have fun. Any new projects? As far as music goes? Yeah. Hmm. Just working on this one. Just trying to get this third record out for us. And yeah, stuff. Yeah. We're, we're doing, like I was telling you, End of October, I think, till the first week of November, we got tour coming. Yeah, the fest tour coming up with Japanther, Brooklyn, and then man. Brooklyn guys. We're gonna fly to Brooklyn, drive with them to Texas, and then they go do some gigs in Mexico. Oh, cool! So we're gonna take their van, drive it to Florida, basically that day, twenty-four hour drive, play the fest. When their two gigs are over, they're gonna fly back, meet us there, and then we tour with them in Underground. Back up to New York and then fly home. Whoa. Yeah. Wild adventure. Yeah. Total adventure. It's the winter. <laughs> Trying to. I just want to get it all in. Make what sure. Pedro bands you like right now? I always like Toys That Kill. They're good. Todd's got Underground. So we're going to play those shows with them. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, he was on a couple shows ago. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, it's kind of sad sometimes there's not enough bands. I want there to be more people who I are down. right now it's going to a low. There's just people need to pick up the slack. I mean, because you, right you can do the shows and a lot of people show up, but they're just fans. There's no, are they just, I, I don't know what they're fans of, maybe just hanging out, doing whatever, but I want the people to have the bands and to like kind of pick up the slack. Some some cool Pedro bands. Oh no, yeah, down they, at Royal Palms, there's bitching parties after hours down there. After they close the gate. Generator shows generator? down there. Oh. Generator. Yes. Get a light pole. Oh, that's pretty awesome. There. Yeah. So maybe I'm just out of the loop. They close yeah. the gate, and then it's all safe. You're safe once they close the gate. So if you get your car down there, you can leave. You just can't get in. You got to park at the top and walk. If you Tumble. Not already, but it's killer. We just did a generator Take show. Take the quick way down the hill. Roll. We did, yeah, tumbles. We just played Averill Park. Oh, cool. Yeah, generator. So that kind of stuff is fun. Ombre come? No, it was for um, the Rossler wedding. What's right? A- Adam and Sarah. Adam and Sarah. Yeah, they got married, wanted a band, so we're like, shit. We'll go the do Bermuda. it. Kara sent me a picture. It, no, it wasn't. It was just kind of... um. Averill. It was Averill. They have like the gazebo kind of yeah, thing there, but it was... down in the bowl? It, no, it dipped and then the other side of the hill. So I don't even know what street that would be. That's cool. Like right below Western. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I thought Umbra would be there for sure. Yeah. yeah. We just had... It was fun. It's a bitchin' place. It just reminded me of doing that kind of stuff being younger. And it's like, okay, we'll just go play anywhere. <laughs> and doing the generator stuff. Yeah. That's what leeches used to do. We used to do the laundry mats. They're like... <laughs> so wherever we could wherever there was plugs we would play well thanks for coming on the show Raul thanks for having two weeks we play Warp Tour Tumble. Brother Matt thanks so much for aiding cool. Ben Tiff for moral support <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's April 30th April July 30 2008 edition of the Watt from Pedro show I go back on tour Friday come back in 11 days we'll do another show Till then, keep your powder dry.